Welcome to June's episode of My Fresh Coast. You're joined by Quinn. And Mark. And Kelly. And we have a good episode for you guys this week. But before we get into it, let's do a question of the day. Uh, it's June and summer is almost here. I don't know when the official start date of summer is, but I'm hoping that it's nice and warm. So what are you most excited about uh, this summer? Uh, so mostly, I mean, I love getting out on the water. Um, mm. I love, you know, some of it is, is now that I have kids, I've got four kids. It's, it's that, Hey, we're going to go swimming. We're getting out on the water. We're just getting out of the house. We're getting active. Um, and so last summer we actually bought a little boat. Um, and nice. so it's, it's pretty rinky dink and it's old <laughs> and I'm hoping that it's going to run well this season. Um, you know, I winterized it myself, so that's the problem. Uh, but anyways, I'm hoping it's running, but I'm excited to just get out on the lake. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a nice little way to get out on the water. We, we have this tradition of going to little Caesars pizza, <laughs> getting two $5 pizzas and then heading over to the lake and swimming and eating little Caesars on the what lake. In the world? Um, That's like number one rule. Don't eat and then swim. You can't do that. Everybody's got life jackets on. It's fine. <laughs> I don't, I don't know when they came up with that rule, but it's bogus because I eat and swim all the time. All right. So it's like picnic time is barbecue time. You jump yeah, in the pool. Let's go. Um, so anyways, um, yeah. So we, we get some pizza, some some drinks, get out on the water and go swimming, tubing, nice. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That reminds me of like in middle school, like you're having a pool party and you're like dripping wet getting out of the pool and then you grab a pizza and then oh, you yeah. got this soggy oh. crust. Gross. <laughs> the oh, best. Man. Kelly, what about you? What are you most oh, excited about? Um, I'm excited to, yeah, just like get out, be active, go biking, explore some places. But one of my ultimate favorite things to do in the summer is to get a blanket, to bike out to some like nice grassy field and read a book in the nice. shade of the summer. It is so nice. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Sounds like a nap to yeah. me. Like, I mean, I feel like I might fall asleep. I mean, like, napping in the sun is yeah, also okay, great. Yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> fall um, for me, uh, now that we have a little baby girl, I'm excited to go to the beach with her, hopefully. We'll see how it goes and see if we can survive at the beach and just chill and maybe read a book, maybe go on the water for a little bit. Uh, so we will see how that goes. But I just love Michigan beaches. Uh, Florida friends, if you listen to this, <laughs> the beaches up here are way better because there's no buildings. It's not busy. It's just like nature and dunes and fresh water with no sharks and jellyfish. Fresh coast. Yeah, fresh coast. Up. And it's super nice. So I'm really excited uh, to go to the beach and just enjoy a good old Michigan summer. Yeah. And so, yeah, when it comes to the beach, uh, bathing suits and what do I wear? What should I wear? Do I feel comfortable wearing these things is a big question. And body image seems to be a big, hot topic in our own minds when it comes to summertime, even for my own self. Uh, And just a quick fact that I came across as I was prepping for this podcast, it says one in five adults, so 20% felt shame about body image, uh, 34% felt down or low about body image, and then another 20% felt disgusted because of their body image in the last year. Mm -hmm. So that's about 75% of adults uh, wrestle with body image, which is a huge, significant number Mm -hmm. Uh, when we just look, you go to the beach and you're looking around. That's three of every four people. That is a lot. Yeah. 
so today we're going to be talking about why why do we struggle with body image and what does God have to say? What does his word have to say uh, about body image and self-confidence? Uh, so, yeah, let's just open it up and see, like, what is, yeah, what does the Lord say? You know, it's, it's interesting because we... We're created in God's image, right? And so we, he has made us, he's formed us, he's put, he's knit us together in our mother's womb and, uh, sin creeps in from day one and, and tells us that we're not worthy. We're not good Mm -hmm. enough. And, and so body image and struggling with who we are and struggling with our, our own identity in Christ is something that we all wrestle with. Um, but specifically, you know, when it's swimsuit season and we're, you know, we're, we've got our shirt off or we're in a swimsuit or things like that. Like it's, it's definitely a whole new battle. We, we hear people talk about all the time of like, Oh, I've got to, I got to lose 20 pounds for swimsuit season so I can fit into my swimsuit or this or that. And it's, it's a wrong mindset of how we are are viewed by God and how we should view ourselves even. First uh, Peter 3, 3 and 4 says, Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry and the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of gentle and quiet spirit, which is God's sight is, uh, which in God's sight is very precious. This is speaking of looking at, kind of who we are as human beings, like God is basically saying, like, I do not care about the external view of who you are. And it's so interesting because all throughout the Bible, there are so many different characters mentioned, and there are very few of those characters which are mentioned, whether they're beautiful or not. And it's unless it is like poignant to the story of like one thing that was pulled out for that story, it's very rare that it's even mentioned. Um, most of our characters in the Bible, we don't know what they look like. It, it doesn't talk about their beauty or their their physique or, or any of those things. Um, and so it, it kind of points to the fact that these aren't super important things to the Lord. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, every king that ever ruled was very handsome and strong. Had and six-pack abs. I, yeah, <laughs> had, had a six-pack shredded abs. and that's just not mentioned, right? Like, and and the one time it is mentioned, we talked about it in first Samuel 16, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at, uh, on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him for the Lord sees not, uh, as man sees man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. And so God is saying in, in all of it, like, this is not what you should be focused on, right? This is not, you should there. It shouldn't be, that three out of four people are feeling weary about their body image and about who they look like. It should be more about like, what does God say about my heart? How is he, how am I investing in what the Lord cares about? Right. Um, And how am I seeing that in light of what the Lord called me to do? Yeah. I think it's super interesting that you bring that up because I was just thinking it does actually, the Bible does actually describe how Jesus looks, but the only thing it says about him was that there's nothing about his physical appearance that would draw you to him, Mm -hmm. implying that, the son of God could have come down looking however he wanted. And he came down looking like an average Joe. Yeah. Because it's not what matters. Yeah. 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 And, so. and and that's the interesting part about like God created every human being. Obviously he created Jesus as well. Yeah. And, and it wasn't this like, oh, we're going to, mo- we're going to put him in this King's body, yeah. right? Like this massive, muscular, good looking kind of what the world would right. say is this is, everybody's going to be attracted to him. Just, no, you're not going to be attracted to his looks. You're going to be attracted to his heart. You're going to be attracted to who he is. That's what, what God is wanting us to be attracted to, um, not just the way he looked. 
Yeah. yeah. I think about um, who defines good body image or who defines mm. uh, what is desirable. And a lot of that in uh, in America is social media, is Hollywood, is our athletes who are like yeah. their profession is to <laughs> take care of their bodies. <laughs> like they do that for a job. Yeah. But then we see them and we're like, oh, why can't I be like Ronaldo or LeBron James? <laughs> and like. Why can't I be six foot ten or however tall? Like I'm a little short kid over here. What's like? How am I supposed to get to that? Because those are the people that the world views uh, as desirable. And uh, another statistic, I'm big on stats today. Uh, <laughs> that it says for women, five percent of women possess uh, the body type or the body image that is portrayed by America in uh, the media. So if that's mm-hmm. what is desirable, what the media presents. That means there's 95% of women who struggle with body image. And so Mark has already hit on like, okay, what are we so like, who actually sets what is supposed to be uh, desirable? And, and we see in First Samuel that, man, the Lord looks at the heart. And as I'm just thinking through, like uh, when Jesus is asked, who's the greatest of all time? So like we look at LeBron, we look at athletes and actors who have great uh great physique and we're like those people are the goat at what Mm. they do so when jesus is asked he's like john the baptist he says is is the greatest born among among women uh and john comes out there wearing camel's hair looking like a (laughs) fool like he was not concerned about what the way people viewed him he was concerned about preparing a way for the lord he was Mm. concerned about pointing people to jesus so uh, i think a Mm. lot of it when it comes to where do i find my value uh and who should I value and what should I like strive towards? It, it's the Lord. It's asking him to change our hearts so that we can point others around us uh, to him, uh, whether that is through just the way that we, we steward things. So we talk about like eating and uh, keeping our bodies healthy. Uh, that can be a good thing because there's sometimes as we our living life we have indicators in our body that say like yeah stop doing that that's not healthy (laughs) when you got up a flight of stairs and you're out of breath uh what's going on here like what what have you been doing that's not healthy and it could be something that i've just not been stewarding well maybe i just eat mcdonald's 24 7 uh, and that's an indicator like, man, that is not, it, there's a documentary about that. It doesn't go well. Yeah. What is it? Supersized. It's <laughs> yeah. like, Oh my goodness. And, and so I think a lot of it is we need to change our perspective of, uh, what are we looking at? Who's defining, mm-hmm. uh, our value and our confidence? Is it the world and the media and, uh, yeah, athletes or is it God? And, and when we get that perspective, we can be like, okay, now I can do this healthily and not just uh, in a way that's pleasing to man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, yeah. Oh, man, loved everything you said. Um, I think, yeah, we are, our identity, like, it is in the Lord. And he says that we are, like, a beloved, like, child of his. And, like, yeah, the way we look doesn't, isn't ultimately what matters. But culture and, like, the world is very eager to tell us, like, well, if you only had, like, this beauty product – then you would be desirable. If you only like did this workout program, then you would be like Mm -hmm. so shredded and all the women would be crazy about you. And it's like, no. (laughs) Um, So I actually read a book on this on body image. It's more geared towards women, but I think men could also benefit from it. Um, But it's called Compared to Who by Heather Creekmore. And she basically just talks about how we idolize beauty so much. And um, I think 
like in the ancient times idols took on very concrete forms but in today's world they're a lot more kind of fluid they're more like ideologies or like ideals um, and so I think the idol of beauty or attractiveness is one that Christians can often fall prey to um, and I think a way you can kind of check to see if you have if you are worshiping the idol of beauty is just asking yourself questions like do I spend more time stressing about my weight or appearance than spending time in God's word like am I spending more money on different beauty products or like workout regimens than um, maybe giving to the church and like when spending money and time on your appearance is more than the amount of time and money you're spending on like God and his people then that's an issue and it needs to be addressed yeah well, I think one of the things you said, like, of just how we, who sets the value, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're so consumed with what the world says is valuable that we are so quick to dismiss what God says is valuable. Um, and it's, we are constantly looking at who's setting the bar, who's who's doing it. Yeah. It's funny, I was just flipping through Instagram the other day, and, you know, every once in a while you'll come across these Instagrams of, like, real versus real, or, mm-hmm. like, Instagram versus reality. And, you know, it's so my wife is a photographer and I get to see all the pre-edited photos (laughs) Um, and it's amazing what you can do with a computer. Right. And so you get these pre-edited photos of, you know, it could be blemishes on the face. It could be um, it's a hundred different things that you can do to a photo and make it look just the way you want it to look. But it's not reality. No, And that is what we are sold. We are sold a false image. And that false image is what gets stuck in our head and what gets stuck in our mind of that's how marketing works, right? Who who does marketing? Other human beings. Mm. Who Who want to make money. Who want to make money (laughs) and who know that I struggle with my body image and this is why. Here's how I can sell it to somebody else, right? Like that is what marketing is. It's really running after those things. God is not trying to sell you anything, right? He's mm. trying to open our eyes to the truth of where our value really lies yeah. and and saying, man, you could actually be satisfied with mm. your body. You could actually be satisfied with who you are if you would let those things go and not be so consumed with what the world says is valuable, but be more consumed with what I'm telling you is truly valuable and what is actually going to last you eternity yeah. as opposed to, Whatever. Man, you're going to hit this diet, you're going to lose 10 pounds and you're and then what a year later are you, you know you're going to gain 20 back or whatever <laughs> it is, you know because you you didn't set yourself up with a mindset of man, I'm doing this to steward my body well, not just to lose weight for swimsuit season, right? Yeah. Yep. And and we really have to get around that mindset of how am I doing this to serve the Lord as opposed to serving my own will. And I know that that's a tricky thing. It's it's a it's going to be a daily battle of, well, yesterday I did it for the Lord, but today I just, I just really want to fit in a swimsuit. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and so it's going to be that daily battle of, of fighting the flesh and, and slaying that sin daily. Um, so that we are constantly keeping on track with like, man, I don't, this isn't about just my looks. This yeah. is, I'm doing this for the Lord in order to feel better so that I can accomplish the goals that he set before me. Um, like, you know, Hey, I, w- I want to be able to do this service project without feeling the weight of 
xyz yeah. on my my shoulders or whatever that is yeah and i think at the root of body image is again what we've been saying is value and uh and being accepted and here's the thing like the world's definition of value and being accepted like it's achievable like i could start dieting now i could start going to the gym uh, and I could probably, <laughs> I laugh at myself, I can't do this, but I could, <laughs> <laughs> I could probably go get a six pack in like a year if I really wanted to, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you, I'll put a ton of work into it and I would get there and I'd be like, wow, this is not what I thought it was going to bring. Like I didn't change my life at all. <laughs> it didn't change my life at all, except I devoted two hours a day to, so, so the, what the world presents as like, Hey, you want to be here? you can get there. Like you could get there if you really wanted to, and you could put that effort in and you would get there. And I can almost guarantee you, you aren't going to feel any more value. There's going to be another person that you want to look just like, and another thing you want to strive for. And so the world's values are achievable and we can get there. God's value, the bar he sets is unachievable. I can't get there. Like I can't be fully whole, like by my own, I can't do it. Like I can't be uh, sinless. And so Part of the thing is like God's part, we need Jesus to be able to meet that. And Jesus is the gospel is available to all of us. And so resting in that and knowing that we can't do it on our own, we can't have value. We can't be accepted apart from Christ. Mm -hmm. And once we recognize we can be accepted and we are a part of God's family, now we can approach in Ephesians and Hebrews. There's a lot of language like you can approach the throne of grace. You can approach God with confidence that you are accepted and that you have value. And if we can approach then the creator of the whole universe, the creator of us and the world, like we are not concerned about what the world thinks about us because, hey, the world, sure, I can achieve that, but God is the one that now I am in relationship with and I am able to be in uh, communication and prayer with. And it's nothing that I can do and it's all the work of Christ. It's because our value is no longer... um, like obligatory of like, well, who's going to put value on this thing that I do, right. Mm -hmm. Or how I look. Um, because really it's, it's, you know, it's subjective, right? Mm -hmm. Like we say 5% of, uh, women fit into the category of what Americans think is beauty. That's not the same as what, uh, you know, Africans think is beauty or what Chinese think is beauty. You know, we can look around the world and beauty is different. It's, it's subjective. And so, we can win the battle in one area and then be losing it in a hundred other areas, (laughs) you know? And, and so we have to get out of that mindset of, Oh, well, I need to win the battle here. And I said, man, the Lord is the one that I really want to be in front of because he accepts me for who I am, where I am. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I always kind of say it this way, the Lord is going to, he's going to take you exactly where you are today. The thing is, he's not going to let you stay there. Mm-hmm. He wants you to be growing. He wants you to be moving closer and closer to him. And he wants to be moving you in the direction that's going to be sanctifying you in the process of making you more like him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to accept you every step of the way. And it's not going to be a earned grace. Mm-hmm. It is a unearned grace. Mm-hmm. And that's the good thing about it, because that that unearned grace, you can't lose that. Um, and that's what we're really all striving for. Mm -hmm. We just do it in a lot of different ways that are unhealthy, you know? 
Yeah, and I'm sure there are some of you listening to this podcast who are like, well, that's all fine and dandy, but I want people to find me attractive, specifically the opposite gender, because <laughs> I want to date. Mm-hmm. And while that is totally valid, your looks are not going to get you there. Like, I'm just going to say that right now. If you're looking for the type of partner that's only into you because of your looks, you should dump them. That is not yeah. a good relationship. <laughs> true that. That is true. Yeah, because ultimately you're always you're never going to be able to sustain it forever. Yeah. That's and, and, nope. and that's that, that, that Hollywood world, right? You see mm-hmm. these older actors getting facelifts and Botox yeah. and all these things. can't and, move their face. And, <laughs> and it's like, you can't sustain it. Yeah. And, and if that is what your value is at some point, you begin to realize I'm losing value because I can't sustain what I once was. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and it's just a, a losing game from the beginning. Right. And so it's, it's again, it's finding somebody to value you for, for your heart, for God and for your heart, for Christ, not just the way you look right. Not just the, the physical achievements you've made or the, the beauty, uh, that you, the outdoor, the adorning of the outward, um, as opposed to your heart. Yeah. Yeah. So for the people struggling with body image for, uh, what is, what is that thing that we can do to help combat that? Mm. I think, uh, the, first thing that we have to do and it's it's our number one go-to here it's you got to pray that the lord is going to shift your eyes um shift your mindset of how you what the things you value um and i do think that that takes a season of being in god's word to see what god values right Mm -hmm. like the more you read into what god values the more you start to realize okay this is these are the things that i need to value um and and the more that you take your eyes off the things of this world like whether that's hey i need to delete instagram or i need to get rid Mm of like you know whatever that is like you know what? I'm, I'm going to trade my bikini in for a one piece and not worry about the washboard abs or, <laughs> Hey, you know what? I'm going to wear a, a t-shirt and, uh, with my swimsuit and instead of worrying about what my gut looks like mm-hmm. and just getting to that place where you're saying, I got to be more concerned with what God has for me than what this world is putting on me. Uh, and, and maybe that's a season of, of just not going down that road. Um, I do think there are a lot of people, believers, Christians that are trusting in Jesus that, that are living really unhealthy lifestyles too. Mm. And so it, it, it's, it's asking God like, all right, are there some things that you need to convict me of to show me like, yeah, I can't eat fast food every single day for lunch or dinner. You know, like I might need to make some more healthy choices, not so that I can look better so that my body can function better. Right. Yep. Because I want to steward this life that God has given me to the best of my abilities. And so therefore I might need to make some salad choices instead of some steak choices or whatever it is, you know, like, and just figuring out like, what is God convicting me of and not just being convicted of it, but acting on it. Right. It's one thing for God to convict us of things. It's a whole nother thing for us to listen to the Holy spirit and obey the Holy spirit and act on what he's called us to do. Yeah. And I, yeah, when I was kind of thinking through this, I have like three points of application, um, which one of them is, um, just like practice gratitude, like be grateful for the body that you've been given. Um, be grateful. Like I know not everyone is born with a super able body and some people are Mm. bound to a wheelchair for life. So Mm -hmm. like there are parts about being in a wheelchair that you can be grateful for. There are parts of, you know, moving around that you can be grateful Mm -hmm. for. Um, So I think practicing an attitude of gratitude sounds very cheesy, but it's true. It works. (laughs) Um, And I think the second thing is talk to yourself and your body as you would talk to a friend. 
Um, so in order to mm. love your neighbor as yourself, you need to, I mean, this is also going to sound cheesy, but you need to be able to love yourself well. And so if you're saying things about your body to yourself that you wouldn't say to a friend, stop saying them to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not going to produce um, just a healthy attitude. And the third is um, don't objectify yourself or other people. Like, I think it's pretty easy for people to say, oh, yeah, like I would never objectify someone else. But then when we look at ourselves, it's like, oh, well, I would like me, but um, I don't know, my legs are too thick or my abs aren't toned enough. And we can just like take these little pieces of ourselves. And it's like, no, like we are called to look at ourselves holistically as holistic human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not just abs or legs like <laughs> we keep referencing abs we like do <laughs> yeah, like abs don't matter guys <laughs> is it just because we don't all have abs yeah, I I don't know. Know. <laughs> probably i don't, abs. I don't. <laughs> uh, so i would agree with everything that kelly and mark said on action steps and i think one super simple way is take 30 minutes an hour and search the scriptures like look and see what god values write those down uh, and then open up your phone and go to facebook and instagram or wherever you go and write down what uh, the world values, look at the difference and just pray that the Lord uh, would highlight and uh, emphasize the things that he mm-hmm. uh, values that and ask that he'd begin to do that work in you. Think, yeah. uh, that's just a really good, easy, practical way to, to start it off. For sure, because I think you're going to quickly see that the <laughs> yeah, lo- they don't match up at all. These aren't going to match up very well. <laughs> and you got to make a choice of which one you're going to value, right? Yeah. And if you're saying like, man, I really want to be striving after what God values, it's, it, it should shift in one direction. Yeah. Um, and I believe it will. Yep. Yep. So thank you guys for joining us this week or this month. And we will talk to you guys in July. All righty. See ya. Later. Bye.